0: Welcome to another episode of insight with io today i'm with the ceo and founder of sugar island clothing rihanna thanks for joining
1: hey thanks for having me
0: fantastic um why don't you briefly introduce yourself to all the listeners just tell them you know who you are what you do and you know we can get started
1: so, uh, as you already know, my name's Rihanna, and I'm the owner of Sugar Island Clothing. Um, Sugar Island's basically a clothing brand. We sell lots of girly clothes, lots of unique pieces. Um, yeah, I've had the brand for about two years now, and it's had its ups, it's had its downs. Um, but I suppose that's what we're going to get into today.
0: Fantastic. So, um, of course, with everyone that I speak to, you know, I always like to find out. What made them start their companies? You know, how they went about starting it and, you know, some of the challenges along the way. So what made you start Sugar Island? Why did you do it?
1: So basically, I've been in the clothing industry for from the age of 18. I've had, I had a brand called Be Bold Clothing and I did that up until around the age of 20 the age of 24, I think, yeah. And then my page got taken down on Instagram. So, you know, you live and you learn. And from then I realized I want to have an online business. Like I wanna be able to have my own freedom. So when the brand um, kind of like shut down, I did go back into work for a brief like time. And I thought to myself, this is not me. Like I can't be in an office. Like I just can't do this. I need to just do me. So yeah, Sugar Island came about, and it was even bigger than um, Be Bold Clothing. You know, you learn from your mistakes. So um, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So even the whole, you know, you started you started your business. Uh-huh. Something happened to it. You went back to yes, yeah, so your nine to five, and, and then you you realize yeah, you couldn't do it. What was what what made you come to that realization that you know what I actually can't do this
1: well when you've been self-employed for so long there's certain i know this sounds a bit cheeky <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah cheeky's how we like it see it
1: you don't really want to be answering to anyone you don't really want to be answering to a manager like i remember sometimes i would got up at 10 o'clock and then i'd get to work and then i wouldn't stop working until about 10 o'clock at night but i had no one to answer to if i didn't want to work on a certain day i didn't want to work if i needed to help out with my family then I was free to do that. I can choose what I want to do in my life, you know, um, and that's a big thing for me. I've seen my mom and dad work all their lives without the freedom that they that they would that they wish that they could have. So my goal and my thank you to them is for me to do better than what they're doing and break those barriers, you know. When I have kids. I don't really want to be working in a nine to five. I don't want to say, oh, I've only got um, a year off of maternity leave. If I want to bring up my kids without having to work and do the whole nine to five thing, then I should be free to do that. But the only person who can make that happen is myself. So, yeah.
0: Nice. And of course, I'm sure you're aware in this season, um, the theme with all my guests are is going to be um, relationships and business. So, how they feel that relationships affect business, the different types of relationships that affect business. Um, So for yourself, let's start with um, your family. Mm -hmm. When you first mentioned the idea of starting um, Sugar Island, Mm -hmm. what was their reaction like? Um,
1: So when it comes to family, some family are very positive about it and some family members were very optimistic about it because some some family members still have that old school mentality for example if they don't see like if they cannot physically see the money in your hands then they don't believe that oh the business is viable because it's just something new online businesses haven't been around for a long time or i should say e-commerce businesses haven't been around for a long time so it's very very different so um yeah it's been a battle because i remember when i was younger There was always that kind of notion of, oh, you should get a proper job, you know, you went to university, get a proper job. And then there's always been that notion of, no, push a bit harder. You know, your business could be a big success. Like, who knows where it could grow to? So, you know, when it comes to if you're uh, if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur, you have to have in your heart that this is for me and block out all the negative negative thoughts that people are telling you or if people are saying oh no don't do it don't do it do it learn for yourself you're never going to know until you put yourself where you need to be or you put yourself in the shoes that you want to be in
0: fair enough so even like how you decided to let them know did you tell them before you started your business did you tell them after that look this is what i'm going to do
1: oh no i just done it I I just don't, in the nicest way possible, I don't wait for anyone to say so unless it's affecting them then yeah but for example when I did have, uh, when I did start my earlier businesses I was, I was at home so for example I would always be packing my stock on the kitchen table and I remember my dad when he would come in at five o'clock he would be like can you clear your mess off of the table? Um, (laughs) But, you know...
0: That mess mess is putting money in your pocket, actually. Exactly.
1: And sometimes those are the things that I have to remind my parents, like, this is my job. And I know this is kind of deviating away from the question that you said, but I remember there was a time when I used to work till so late at night and my mum used to be like, really, it's bedtime now, it's bedtime now, but I'm like, this is what's going to pay my bills in the next month, so I need to. Like, sometimes they didn't understand that, you know, I'm working hard or I'm working hard for myself for a reason. It's not a hobby, it's a business. So, yeah.
0: Okay, and and so who was the most supportive person in your family, would you say?
1: Both, both parents were very, very supportive. Um, my dad has a more realistic like approach to things, not not to say that my mum doesn't, but my mum, would my, if I said to my mum, I want to become a pilot, she would be, you know, she would always support that. But my dad is very like down to earth and practical. He would say, well, have you got the qualifications to become a pilot? So in terms of business, but I'd be like, well, is the business making money? Is the business paying your bills? Like, I think you should do this. I think you should do that, which in a way is good. And in a way, sometimes, it's bad because you kind of want to keep, keep a clear vision. For me, I always know what I want to do. If I see it and I know that's what I want, that's what I'm going for, regardless if Tom, Dick or Harry says, oh, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. For me, it's like, no, that's what I'm going to do. And that,
0: yeah. Okay. And in terms of like some unforeseen challenges that came up, because <clears throat> the reason why I ask is, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they always want to go from zero to 100 in five minutes. So it's like, they want to go from, you know, having nothing and the rags to riches story, which is possible, but they also try to do that in like, by by next week. Yeah. So it's like, you look at someone that's successful now and then you think that you can do everything that they've done, which has taken them 20 years to do. You feel that like you can do it in, I don't know, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem with today's society. A lot of people, they, I mean, this is the nicest way possible, but a lot of people want to be called entrepreneurs or business owners. When sometimes that it's still whatever idea that they have, it's still a passion, it's still a hobby. For me, I only see a business. I only I can only call someone an entrepreneur or a business owner when I know that their business is breaking even or or they're making enough money until then it's a hobby because you've still got to go to work you've still got to finance yourself and you're financing yourself from your job i'm not saying that you can't be an entrepreneur and have a job at the same time but your business needs to be making money so
0: so if it doesn't make money then it's not really a great business
1: is no.
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> or it's a non-profit then
1: some people are still in the startup stage, so I can't like say, oh yeah, your business is, um, if, if you're just starting up and you're not making money, that's expected, but it's when someone's had their business for a couple of years now, and it's like, yeah, I've got a business, but you know, what what, what can we see?
0: So, so for you, how, How quick, how slow was it before you were making money and your business was making money?
1: For me, I was very, very, very lucky. So when my business is very, not to say it's very simple, but the idea of it is very simple. I buy something and then I resell it for a higher price. So for me, I would automatically see money because an online business, you don't really have that much expenses. I didn't have an office. I was working out of my bedroom. I didn't pay my mum and dad rent. I mean, sometimes I would contribute, but... That's besides the point. Yeah. So for me, it was easy because my overheads were basically zero. But for other people, like if you open a restaurant, you have to pay rent. You might have to pay a deposit, and yeah.
0: Costs, you know, are just will just be emerging every you know, yeah. every other minute.
1: And for me, I was very clever with the way that I um kind of like dealt with stock. So at the beginning, I would make someone order something, and then I would go and buy it from the wholesaler. So that I'm not losing out on, you know, I'm not just having stock sitting there making no money.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. And in terms of finding wholesalers, how do you, how do you, what advice would you give people that want to start their own clothing brand or even like a business like yours where it's mm-hmm. you know buying and selling?
1: Yeah. How
0: do you go about finding the right wholesaler?
1: For me, this is a big thing. So when I was younger, my auntie she had a clothing business. She had um. She had a shop in Plasto. So I would always see her going to wherever she went to to go and buy her stuff. So I knew those suppliers um, and I knew where they were. So I knew it ultimately I could go there. But the problem is, is that a lot of those places are used by other clothing brands and I don't want to have the same thing. So for me, I had to do a lot of research. Like I had to reach out to a lot of people. I went to a lot of trade shows. Um, I travelled across the country to go and find wholesalers, and for me, you have to just look at what people are offering. Have I seen that in five different online shops? If I have, why is someone going to buy that for me? And the way I always look at it is, if I'm going to sell something that five other stores are selling, I need to be selling it the cheapest, because why are they going to buy it from me when they can buy it from whoever else? So my advice that I would give to people wanting to start a clothing brand if you want to do buying and selling then make sure you find unique pieces or yeah unique pieces or find stuff that people are not selling see if you can travel abroad to see if you can find some new wholesalers I mean you can sell what everyone else is selling because you might have a whole different audience who want that or you might have customers there who want to buy those things then happy days, but you're just then joining another, uh, what's the word to describe our market? Oversaturated market where people are just, it's like, it's like an online market where everyone's selling the same things. It's horrible. And not just that, we have to think about our world and our future. If we're just selling all of these kind of fast fashion stuff, you know, for example, when we look at things from Primark, you only probably wear it twice and then you throw it away. That's not what we should be aiming towards that. We should be aiming towards more sustainable things. So those are all the things to consider when you're looking to start a clothing business.
0: Nice. And of course, I always like people to listen to these episodes and you know get information that they wouldn't have. <laughs> unless they listen to the episode, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that are in the way of, you know, having an online e-commerce business? Because people look and they see that, you know, you've got so many followers and this and, you know, oh, this person wears your stuff or this person wears it. So then they think that, oh, it's easy. It's just, yeah, yeah, you just, you know, one day set up an Instagram page and you sell clothes and happy ending and buying myself a new Lamborghini. What's the reality in terms of the challenges, obstacles and things that people don't see?
1: Um, For example, my biggest challenge has been doing it on my own and not having a team. If I knew what I knew back then, if I knew what I knew now, what I knew back then, I don't know if that's the same. If you knew back then what
0: you (laughs) knew now, I think that's what you mean. Yes, Yes,
1: that one, then life would be completely different. I would have hired someone to help me, um, I probably would have looked at getting working capital just to make sure that I have money, like a lot of money flowing in the business. Um, what was the question again? My mind went blank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the challenges and obstacles that 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 people don't see.
1: Oh yeah, so I've yeah for me I've always done it on my own. So from customer service to traveling out to find new clothes, sending the parcels out you know it just got ridiculous I remember when I was young when I was 18 um no sorry not 18 when I was about 21 I worked at Marks and Spencers and I remember on some of the days I was like mum I can't go to work because I've got to go to the post office there's not enough time there's not enough time like I have to get these things sent out sending people's orders out is more important than me going to work four hours for nine pounds like so if i had someone there mm-hmm. who could do that for me then you could have done both yeah or for example when i did start to get lots of orders and stuff like there was trade shows that i could have went to i could have started like networking more but instead i was at home passing up people's packages so you know non like not to say passing people's packages not to say that like sending people stuff out is not important but if I could have got someone to do those things and I could spend more time doing something else, then it would have been so much better.
0: And of course, having a team. So in terms of having a team, how soon would you advise someone to do that? Because the the one thing that's going to pop up in their head is, oh, that means I've got to pay people, but I don't want to pay people.
1: And this is an entrepreneur's like biggest mistake. If you don't pay people, you have to pay someone or you can get an intern or for me, I would have got a staff member probably in the first year because I had already broken even. I was making a lot of money, so I should have just got one then instead of trying to manage everything. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So people should be more open to actually spending money because in the long run it will be worth it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because imagine not having to spend that time on doing small jobs or jobs that take a long time could get someone else to do it. There's people out there who want a job. There's so many people who are jobless. Like, you know, people are working from home now. You could get someone to manage your customer service so you don't have to worry about it. You know, for me, I remember I did have someone who used to manage my customer service. This was back in the day. But, I mean, that's a different story for another time. Sometimes doing
0: business with your friends is not the best thing. Well, <laughs> what this episode is about relationships and business. What 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 was that about? like again, how did you so that obviously you've explained how you found business and yeah. family, how that worked together? You know, yeah. your parents were supportive. Now, business and friends, that seems to be a topic that a lot of people have um various opinions on. Some people will say that look you can have great friends and still do business with them and there's no worries. Yeah, I think the more general consensus is things like, ah, oh, you know, it's difficult to do business with your friends because they want mates race. They don't respect the business as business. They yeah. try to bring the friendship into business yeah. and that kind of thing for you. What was your experience? What's your take on it?
1: Well, a lot of my friends, they're very like, a lot of my friends, they're very supportive. Um, but then sometimes, they're very supportive until you say oh, I need you to do this I've only got a handful of friends who I would trust with my business um, and sometimes your friends want to help but they might not understand the business but you know as I've grown up and I've met different people along the way who were who interested in the same thing as me then I could say, oh, yeah, you can help. Can you help me out with this? Because they understand. But if they don't understand, it's different. So when I was younger, I did get someone to help me with my customer service. But the whole thing with like customer service and emails, people are emailing in because they've either got an issue or they've got a question. So if you get someone emailing you about or if you get 10 emails about the same issue from 10 different people, in the nicest way possible that's your job just answer them back and you know give good customer service that's why i've hired you because they need to know that information um and then i found that like when the person came to me was like oh i keep getting emails about this i keep getting emails about that my whole idea was yes that's why i have you here to answer that but people don't understand if you get a hundred orders maybe 10 orders out of that 100 there might be a problem because things go wrong like your courier service you're using the delivery man might have not delivered it on time it might have got lost in the post like you just don't know what's going to happen but if you explain those things to the person who's working for you and if they're a friend and they don't understand it then it's a little bit hard to be like look can you just do your job you it's harder for you to put your foot down because they your friend you had a relationship before you before before you asked that person to help you and especially when money is involved as well because for me if I'm paying you to do a job you need to do it correctly so
0: yeah, yeah. so it can spoil <laughs> it can
1: spoil a lot of friendships and yeah and you know I get a lot of I get a lot of people asking, I get a lot of people saying, oh yeah, I want to start a clothing brand. And then they might come out with the same thing as me and I'm like, what are you doing? Like,
0: <laughs> At least said, are just starting your clothing brand, not doing my clothing brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this is a problem that I think a lot of people face and the only way that I can understand it is that they're just inspired by what I do, but I want you to succeed. So I don't want you to sell the that it complete same thing as me because now you're
0: now you're a competitor yeah
1: exactly and you know it's business business is business <laughs> if i gotta step on your feet then i gotta step on your feet
0: <laughs> well then um and like in terms of people that are listening that they want to start but they don't know how to practically go about it mm-hmm. because there's so many things that people think of it's like so what do I do first? Do I register my business? Do I go and find an accountant? Do I open a business account before I do anything? Um, you know, like practically, yeah. step by step, what would someone have to do?
1: I would say if you're gonna start a business and you wanna get investment from someone, then yeah, go and open a business account because eventually you're gonna either have to pay that investment back or you need to show where their money's going. So yes, do that. If you're gonna invest, like if you're gonna put money into the business from yourself, then I would say just hold steady until you actually see your business make money, because then you have to, like you know, you have to register your business. And imagine if you know you don't want to waste your time. That's the way that I see it. Unless you're making over 11k, then you don't need to do those things when you are, then yes, you can do it. Like, then I would suggest you do it. But for me, it's like, if you don't know if you are, if your idea is not viable, if your idea doesn't work, then you don't really have a business, yeah. yeah.
0: And how would someone know if their idea is viable?
1: You have to test it. You have to, in everything, you have to test it. So for me today, if I said, I want to start selling chocolates, um, I would sell my chocolates. I would find whoever I want to sell it to, and if they sell, then I'll take it seriously. And then I would register it and go down that road. But until I know that it works. Yeah, it works. Then I'm not really gonna not to say not take it seriously, but I'm not gonna do all of those things like go to HMRC to register it yet, because in a week's time I might lose interest in it and say, Oh, I don't wanna do it anymore. I don't wanna do it anymore. Especially for people registering as a limited business, you have to um you have to show them something or you have to, there's a document that you have to post online that your accountant has to post online. Imagine you're paying your accountant for nothing because you've literally made nothing. So you're just paying them for so nothing. So now you're
0: at a loss already. Yeah. Okay. And of course, on um, <laughs> on every episode, we always ask every guest for an interesting fact. A fact that no one would know unless they listen to this episode. <laughs>
1: party trick. I have a very interesting party
0: trick. <laughs> this is your interesting fact?
1: Yeah. I don't know if anyone else can do this in the world. I feel like I'm the only person, but I can squirt water from under my tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say, let me see it, but I feel like the water will go on me. So.
1: No, it will. <laughs> okay, so I'm
0: going pass on that. Okay, that's an Ooh. interesting fact. Cool. And um, Well, is there in terms is is there anything that you would say to anyone listening like you know that one piece of advice that you feel like you know if they don't take away anything else that you said this is the one thing that they should take away and really hold on to
1: start that business if you have an idea start it test it you don't know if it's viable until you test it so test it don't let the idea just sit there in your head we're going through a pandemic imagine if that idea helped you you know in your financial situation do it you have nothing to lose that's why i say you have nothing to lose be wise about the decisions that you make do your research ask people what they think of your idea and you don't have to ask people who are your family and friends you can ask other people there's instagram out there there's twitter start that business guys
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
1: And also, don't forget to follow uh, Sugar Island's Instagram. It's Sugar Island Clothing. And if you want to ask me any questions, then feel free to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Rihanna Power.
0: Amazing. Well, you heard it here first. Start that business. You've got nothing to lose. You can only know if it's viable if you test it. Well, Rihanna, thanks for actually coming on the show today. Appreciate your time. Speak You're to you awesome. soon. Peace.